as God intended. Let's go. Welcome to Looking for Healing Talk Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host for today, Nicola Burnett, holistic dietitian, functional medicine practitioner, and proprietor of Back to Balance Wellness Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. I thank you for joining me today at Looking for Healing Talk Radio. Looking for Healing is an exciting show. If you've listened to it, you'd probably agree. You can learn from experts in the practice of natural medicine and combined, the show hosts possess more than 100 years of clinical experience as professional healers and includes myself, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Brian Artis, and Dr. Jana Schmidt. If you're into all things natural, when it comes to health and healing, then stick with us. This is definitely the show for you. I am super grateful to have the opportunity to share and educate and expand the minds of others on the topic of natural healing, which is a topic that has seemingly gotten lost as the primary way of healing. I invite you to share the links and to tell all of your like-minded friends and family that they can find us live every week on America Out Loud radio at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and via recorded podcasts at americaoutloud.com, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora Networks, and via America Out Loud phone apps downloaded from Apple, Android, and Alexa. And I'd like to take a moment to thank the sponsors of our show, Global Healing, is a family, family-owned company that has been around since 1988. Their products are developed using cutting-edge manufacturing processes and the best ingredients nature has to offer, and they are infused with love. They are offering a 15% discount on your first purchase as a thank you to our faithful listening audience of Looking for Healing Radio. Just use the discount code of OUTLOUD when placing your order. And we'd also like to give a shout out to EHI, our amazing school that was built and developed and run by Dr. Henry Ely. I love his uh, motto, it's teach you how to think, not what to think. It's a great school for learning all things healing and holistic. All right, we are going to have an interesting show today. Uh, I have invited our uh, guest back on. Some of you may remember uh, the guest that we have back on the show today is Rand Porter. And some of you may remember that name. We did a show with Rand on November 29th. 2023 on the benefits of ozone and rand uh, is the manufacturer and builder of three different models of ozone units and uh, after we did that show rand and i started just kind of hanging out and talking about some things and uh, one topic led to another and we got into this really interesting discussion about I'm going to categorize it as mental health. So this is a show about health. We talk a lot about physical health. 
And I'm going to move today into the category of mental health. And the topic that Rand and I started just kind of tossing around was in regards to our mental health, the media's influence, um, or I'll say mm, their influence that is not so obvious to many of us as we're binge watching on these series and these programs and going to watch these movies. There's a big cost to these. There's a big influence on our mindset. If we are really not cognizant and aware of what's going on. There's a lot of subconscious programming. So Rand and I started talking about this and I thought, you know, this sounds like a great topic and a topic that would be really interesting to talk about. And sometimes in these days, yes, physical health is really important, but mental health is right up there alongside that as far as importance. You can have physical health and if you don't have good mental health, you're not gonna do so well here in the world. So Rand, thank you so much uh, for coming back on the show to carry on with our conversation and talk about this interesting topic. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. It was an interesting show. Yeah. The two of us have been chit-chatting about this show for quite some time. And in a way, we're not really sure where this show is going to go. And (laughs) that actually excites me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So- well, I will I'll kick it off with this. You and I again referring back after we did the show on ozone, we started chatting about uh the topic of you were sharing with me a lot about uh different series on TV, East different movies. <clears throat> yeah, as a child, you really binge-watched um anything that was sci-fi? Yeah, I was a real sci-fi like fanatic as a as very small child, um, grew up watching it avidly, kind of believing like it was my reality. And how interestingly enough, all these years later, most of it actually is somewhat reality now. Um, you sure know, is. What we thought was just science fiction is now becoming science fact. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. (laughs) Well, I I can't remember. One of the things we were talking about, you talked about Star Trek, you talked about Star Wars. Um, You turned me on to some movies. Uh, Limitless I had seen. Uh, What was the other one I'm trying to think? The Adjustment Bureau. Adjustment Bureau. That's a really good one. Yeah. 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 We just kind of started talking about um, what are really the messages behind this? Uh, What are really the influences that probably most people are not aware of. Well, there's a level of like subconscious um, influence that happens that's happening below the surface as we watch all of these entertainment, you know, these movies. And we think that they're innocuous, but in reality, they're they're starting to sway how we see things and how we perceive things and how we believe things. And that starts to shape how we react to the world. Um, you know, with this endless supply of torture porn or or uh, psychological abuse porn, and that's what they call now these movies that are just over the top with gory killing of people. <clears throat> They're desensitizing us to the actual um, horrific act of killing another person. And you somehow process that in a subconscious way and, and it numbs you to it. And uh, that's 
probably not a good thing. I think we need to kind of shift how we're perceiving these things or stop watching them. Uh, because if you're not careful, you're allowing yourself to be desensitized to it. And that's kind of what they want. So, uh, and it certainly doesn't uh, do you any favors by holding on to that negativity and, and that sheer violence that's just so pervasive throughout most of our uh, media these days. Yeah, it sure is. It's everywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, even it's interesting, my experience of watching. So when we were having that conversation and chit-chatting, it, it brought to mind uh, for me the series of Dexter and how, you know, when I, I watched Dexter, I watched the whole thing. I admit it. It was very entertaining. I was kind of addicted. I finished a show and wanted to see what happened next. I, you know, I fully admit that. Uh, I think everybody had that experience. Well, uh, with it's that an series. intriguing premise, so I, I get that. It is an intriguing pre premise. But they do However, that <laughs> right. However, this was the experience that I had. I would watch it, and then afterwards, uh, I would kind of have this dialogue with myself, like, wow, look at what you're supporting, Nicola. Do you really want to support this? Do you really want to be watching this? I mean, you know, weigh this entertainment that you're experiencing versus the deeper, bigger picture. And the deeper, bigger picture is that they're romanticizing, to use your word, actually, which I, I really appreciated, the concept of a serial killer. I mean, that's what they're doing. And they're presenting this guy who's, you know, kind of a normal guy, nice guy, uh, kind of your guy next door. And they want you to fall in love with him. They want you to, to like him. Uh, and they do a very good job of that. And I'm watching kind of like outside of my body, having this conversation with myself as I'm watching this series. And I'm kind of bothered that I'm watching this series because I feel like I'm contributing to all the things on the planet that I don't want to contribute to. And yet I couldn't really stop my <laughs> stop myself from watching. Um, and, and this is kind of how they do it. And this is this is how they do it. So, and after I had mentioned Dexter and we kind of processed this a little bit and talked about it, you started to bring up some really interesting things about Star Trek and Star Wars. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about that at all. But, oh, uh, sure. Um, I I love both um, franchises, but I grew up on the Star Trek reruns uh, and and just couldn't get enough of them. Uh, and it's interesting if you look close at the the paradigm of star trek as opposed to the paradigm of star wars you know star wars i think came out in 77 star trek came out in 66 so um star wars is kind of dystopian nihilistic you know the the bad guys are already in charge of the entire cosmos and the good guys are relegated to being you know the resistance or the rebels fighting for their freedom um and <laughs> i think we're really we're there. heading down that path the star wars path where i would much rather and i've heard other people recently talk about this as well and i was so excited that they saw the same thing i did they really felt we should be heading down the star trek path because um star trek if you watch the movies the cities are brighter and they're lighter and it's all about all these aliens from all these amazing planets coming together as a federation and helping each other but when 
uh, like an outside invading force uh, threatens their 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 way of life, they all come together and work as a team to stop that. And how very interesting that the last final season of Picard, I think it was the third season, was basically like a revamped final season of The Next Generation, but they revisited the uh, uh, the main villain of that show, and it's called The Borg, which is an AI-based um, life form that's controlled by a hive mind that's literally trying to take over everything in the cosmos. But of course, all of the participants in the Federation come together to work as a team to defeat the Borg so they don't get... Uh, assimilated by the Borg. And doesn't that sound a little bit familiar about what's happening with AI and all this emergent behavior? And, you know, they, they give AI a task and suddenly they realize that it started writing its own code because it needed better parameters to actually complete that task. So uh, AI is growing way quicker than they realize or probably even can comprehend. And uh, <laughs> Skynet, here we come. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So. I've, I've heard a lot of interviews. I think it was, God, was it Elon Musk? I've listened to so many interviews about this. Uh, and I think even he himself stated flat out that it's it's already out of control. AI is already out of control. People keep talking about, oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Mm, nope. <laughs> what, if, what if AI has been behind the curtain of Oz and has been a huge part of the problem in in the terms of orchestrating things from behind the scenes for for quite some time now, it actually starts things that you didn't realize had any confluence. You're realizing if you see it from that perspective, are actually starting to make way more sense that maybe there is an AI that's somewhat dictating our reality with algorithms, and we're running right into that trap yeah. <laughs> of of data. Uh, yeah. You know we're yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, that's interesting about uh, Star Trek. I, I I don't know why, but I just never was drawn to Star Trek. I never watched any. Um, I just never watched Star Trek. I was a big Star Wars fan. Uh, and not on this level, this deeper level. I just yeah, but it, Star Trek did it right and did it first. And, yeah. and they had the first interracial kiss uh, in sci-fi. Uh, they had episodes about racism where the one guy had half white face and half black face, and then he was the elite cast, and then he was chasing down a slave who had exactly the opposite. But I mean, it was but it was so representational of 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 the racism all that, and just you know the the caste system. Um, their writing was really avant garde, and I think it a lot of people probably even missed it because it was so so foreboding about what was coming i mean maybe it was kind of the original black mirror but it was it was like okay let's call it the white mirror <laughs> mm, yeah. because it was trying to show us what was going to happen if we don't pay attention and avoid that from happening right which right. is a mindset i think a lot more people need to kind of hold on to yeah. we'll talk about that later but okay yeah well, you know, and therein, and I'm so tired of hearing this, everyone's always saying, oh, they have to tell us what they're going to do before they do it. You know, that's that's the law. That's the rule of the universe. And uh, and it's true. I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not going against that. I'm not uh, putting any argument up that's saying that's not the case. It's very obvious that that's the case. But what I'm saying is it's very interesting to watch how they do that. And it's not just Hollywood. It's not just the movies. I mean, we were even talking earlier about memes. 
you shared something with me. I don't know if you want to share that with the audience, uh, that particular. Yeah. Um, you have to be very careful when you with these memes because some of them are really, and I'm wondering if maybe an AI didn't even create some of these because when you read them, at first blush, your first interpretation, your first blush uh, uh, um, meaning of it in your own mind is one thing. But then when you really think about it for a minute and, and read it through a few more times, you realize there's a whole nother meaning in it, and it's actually the opposite of what the original meaning was. And a really good example of that is the, the meme that says, don't focus on the problem, focus on the solution. Now, those of us who have a, like a mechanical engineering type mind, when we see a problem, <laughs> you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, uh, a little bit. Uh, so when we see a problem, we don't get caught up in the fear that they keep, oh, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't get caught up in the negativity or the fear. But when you see a problem, I don't have any of that. I actually get excited to rise to the occasion and and solve a problem. A good mind wants to do that. And how can you have a lasting solution if you don't have a really in-depth knowledge of what the problem was in the first place? They are intrinsically combined. You can't separate them. There can't be a solution without knowing full well what the problem was to start with. And if you really understand it well, you'll, you'll make a modification in the solution so that that part doesn't break again or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. you can't bifurcate the two. You can't separate them. They have to be together. So... But the, unfortunately, what the subconscious hit of that meme was is, and this is usually to the youth, unfortunately, is that, oh, don't worry about the problem. Just wait for a solution to present itself. That's what their subconscious is hearing because mm. that's what they read because mm. you kind of get your first blush. And, and most people swallow it down and walk off with a smile. Oh, I got this. But that's not quite what it said. It's really saying, and this is what all their subconscious has heard, and you can tell by looking at the kids these days, sorry, but it's the truth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't seem like they want to bother with problems. They just want solutions. And that's a problem in and of itself that mm -hmm. needs a solution. Yeah. And it's kind of scary yeah. that kids are they just hold their phone up and think their phone app is going to fix something and mm -hmm. that's not the case yeah we need macgyvers we need you know engineers and you know people who who get excited to fix problems because mm -hmm. the world kind of needs a little help right now yeah that's we sure. need people you know holding hands and paying attention and realizing that you know we're only going to fix this as a team Mm -hmm. You right. know, we can't right. elect one person and expect him to do it. We got to right. do this as a team. Right. We kind of all, you know, it's up to us. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of think that I am movement, another media thing was kind of misleading or people took it too seriously because it should have always been the we are. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, the I am is important, but without the we are, it's a, it's a, it's a dead end road because yeah. people get caught up in spiritually justified selfishness. So, yeah, that's and, and that's kind of what's happening. Yeah, and it's sad sure, because, sure. you know, to help somebody, oh, I got to get paid when it should be, oh, somebody helped me. I'm going to pay it for it. I'm going to help you. Mm -hmm. What happened to that? Yeah. That's gone. I yeah. mean, it's gone and yeah. I want it to come back. You know, I, you know, I grew up in a, in an entirely different world and it breaks my heart to see the world. It's kind of surreal. Yeah, it is. Okay. 
Well, we need to run off to a quick break, so we shall do that. And uh, everybody sit tight, and we'll be back in just a few moments. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Nicola Burnett coming back from our short break on Looking for Healing Radio. And real quick, I just want to mention that if you're not able to catch any of our shows live, just know that all of our shows go to podcast, typically a day or two after the live broadcast is complete. You can listen to any of the podcasts on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, or America Out Loud, and many more. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to subscribe and rate the show for us. Okay, we're going to get back into our topic. We are here today with Rand Porter. And once again, many of you may recognize that name if you were uh, watching our show that went live on November 29th, 2023 uh, with Rand. We were interviewing Rand uh, about the benefits of ozone. And Rand is the manufacturer of three different models of ozone units. And by the way, speaking of ozone, I think, was it last month you were doing a sale or a special for Christmas, or is it this month? Well, actually, we're doing a New Year's special, uh, 15% off for the whole month of January. Oh, so it's so January 31st. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 15% off all the units. Okay, wonderful. All right. Well, thank thank you for that, Rand. Thanks for the clarification. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just bring that up because we had a lot of people who contacted us after that show. Uh, we had a lot of um, purchases of, of the ozone units, and we had a lot of people that were kind of on the fence and wanted to just get through December and the hefty spending that goes on in December and uh, inquire uh after December. So for all those people who were kind of sitting on the fence and were interested in getting an ozone unit, January is the month to do it because the cell's running till the end of the month. Okay. So today we are not talking about ozone. Today we are talking about a different topic. We're talking about mental health and specifically uh, mental health relative to 
being conscious about what you choose to engage with, what you choose to watch, whether that's video games or whether that's binge watching certain series that are on uh, or you know, just Hollywood movies. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll share a little story relative to that. I made a decision to get rid of my televisions probably about 20 years ago now. I'd have to think back and do the math, but it was quite a long time ago. And I made that decision because I realized a long time ago that television uh, is garbage. It's programming. It's predictive I programming. Tell live vision. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Or it's called the plug and drug. Uh, I never heard that one. Plug and drug. Interesting. Well, anyways, I realized this a long time ago and I made a decision, a conscious decision for my health, my mental health and my physical health, that I could take that time that I was watching programming. That's why they call it programming yep. because that's exactly what it is. And I could do something different with that. And uh, I chose 20 years ago, whatever it was, to start a process of either reading uh, books or uh, doing physical movement. So sitting and maybe doing lighting a candle, doing meditation, doing a stretching routine, or doing a home workout. And all the above. Yes, indeed, <laughs> all of the above. Yes. And so I Sounds made great. that, uh, it is, it's actually quite yeah. wonderful. I made that a habit so long ago. So now the concept of even thinking about watching television is very bizarre to me. Um, it's very foreign. I go to the movies I can't even say one, maybe once a year, I've gone like three years and have never gone to a movie. It's just something that I've consciously chose to write out of the script of my life because I figured out a long time ago that it is all those things that you just mentioned. <clears throat> it's it's programming, it's um, and just the flashing and the lights and the way that a television actually works is so harmful to uh, the brain into the neurological system. So that was enough for me to make a different decision. So I wanted to go into a little bit about... Um, can I add one quick little thing? Oh my gosh, of it's course very you relevant can. to what you just said. Okay, yes. Um, I watched a very uh, uh, intriguing documentary about the flicker rate that's hidden in television signal. And uh, this guy with like a PhD in electrical engineering explained that the flicker rate... And I don't know if you've ever seen that the old school time when you looked at a TV screen with a camera, you saw like a weird roll. Yes. You I don't see that. it anymore. Cause, uh, but anyways, that's indicative of the flicker rate. Well, this guy said that the flicker rate is tuned to induce the alpha brainwave state of the mind, which is semi-hypnotic. So it's embedded right in the core signal of television is a semi-hypnotic frequency called the, that's known as the flicker rate. Interesting. Which is why most people get kind of zoned out when they watch TV and they just get so absorbed because they're in that very, very going on. receptive like, state of mind. But they were put in that state of mind purposely. So that's what I want to say. Beautiful. Thank you very much. And when I refer to the fact that I read some things and became aware of how about television is for you, part of what you just said was part of what I uh, read about. So on this topic of uh, watching and television and programming and Hollywood movies, uh, 
bringing up the fact that, again, this is a show about health. And I, I wanted to bring this up because you know, this is something that I think people should become aware of. And, uh, and maybe once you become aware of it, maybe you might want to make different decisions about how you participate in their uh, world of what they refer to as entertainment. And Rand, you, you can just, gosh, when I speak with you, you can just rattle off these different shows and these different movies. You're like, oh, have you seen this? Have you seen that? Well, this is what it's about. And this is the predictive programming. And, you know, this is actually what's going on. And people need to be aware of this, that, and the other. And um, like I said, I really removed myself from this world. So <laughs> I'm going to need you to take it from here <laughs> <laughs> and carry on with that because I can't take it much further because I don't have the familiarity with all these popular programs um, that you do. And by the way, I want to bring up the fact that you watch these programs. You go out of your way to watch these programs because you want to see what they're putting out there. You want to see the predictive programming. You call it homework. You watch these things with a very different frame of reference. Yeah, very you want to see analytical mindset because I'm looking for the pieces not, of the puzzle. You're not watching for entertainment purposes. Yeah. Could you could you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, I'm, I'm watching because they are it, it, quite a bit of sci-fi and, and a lot of these thrillers and things are predictive programming and my mind's trying to put the puzzle together and i feel like they're showing us uh, this collage of pieces across multiple uh, media sources movies uh tv shows um uh even some things on shorts and things like on youtube and stuff They'll, they'll be very telling. And and so, yeah, it's homework for me and it's kind of exciting, but I'm definitely uh, looking at it from an interesting mindset because I feel like um, they're trying to show us what our timeline might be if we don't get our shift together. So I'm watching it to know this is what we need to watch for and avoid. In other words, you know, this will be our future if we don't Put ourselves on a better path and understand that that could be a very distinct possibility if we let it be if we just don't pay attention and, and just kind of you know fluff it off and act like that's not going to happen but it there's a good chance some of it will happen and i think being aware of it and and knowing that that's a possibility and having the mindset that that is not going to be my reality that i'm not going to participate in that future timeline and that that uh, reality that they're depicting for us to watch as entertainment. It's not my reality. I'm not owning that. But I'm watching it knowing I'm not owning that, which is an interesting perspective. So, yeah. <laughs> well, can you name off again? I'm, I'm kind of in the dark with all this. Uh, as far as what's popular and what people are watching. And you're always asking me, have you seen this? And have you seen that? Have you watched this? <laughs> Uh, nope, 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 nope. So what are your, name off your top three, your top five, um, of, of give us examples of what you're talking well, about with these. They kind of clump. Um, okay. So there's quite a few movies and shows that dealt with um, vaccinations. Uh, okay. Um, there's The Expanse, V, which is for Visitor, um, V for Vendetta. Uh, Utopia was uh, 
came out in early 2020, and that's a really shocking one. Uh, there's an anime called Vexilli that's really interesting as well, very foreboding. Um, and then there's movies that deal with frequency controlling the masses, like the movie Cell or Kingsman. Um, uh, even uh, there's another one. Um, I think it was Heart of Stone. I know something in Fast and Furious, but yeah, so there's a lot of movies that kind of let them know that they can control us through our devices, which is interesting. Um, which is a reality today. <laughs> yeah, and then you get the movies that are kind of about the breakdown of society where we go back to where people, almost like the Roman um, games where people compete and kill each other for spectacle just so that uh, their group can see some benefits and that would be the hunger games or, and then there's something similar called the squid games which now just dropped its second season and i haven't even watched that yet but the first one was just beyond crazy uh you know how they actually got people to kill themselves even people that they loved through a manipulative process and <laughs> it's kind of scary when you think about it um uh, and then there's alice in borderland so there's lots of movies that are showing us a dystopian future oh and of course the black mirror episodes oh uh, yeah i did know. watch those yeah and they they, they, they cover the gamut of everything it's just amazing and it's funny how we had a, a respite of those for a little while and somebody said why aren't we getting any more black mirror episodes and the guy who writes them said why should i write more because we're already living it well, wow. and then they they actually asked him, and he did put out another season just recently. Uh, wow. But there was a gap there for a bit, and he put out a statement and said, "Well, we're already living it, and a lot of them are actually starting to come true." So yeah, they sure are. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's correct. Okay, well, any any other ones that you wanted to mention? Well, the the big one, Dead Reckoning with a mission impossible that's about an ai that's starting to take control of the world and and from its perspective uh it's not like it's being controlled by other people it's basically deciding that it wants to be in control so <laughs> that's uh disconcerting when <laughs> yeah. we know ai is on the precipice of of uh you know they say that i mean AI has already passed the Turing test, at least I believe it has, and many others have as well. Um, and then you watch the movie uh, The Creator, which is kind of a romanticizing AI to get us to embrace it even more, which is interesting because uh, well, I don't think we should <laughs> be. They're making AI very, very easy right now, very palatable. Right. You know, they're right. making it so it's helping us, and they're, they're giving us a crutch, and right. we're... I mean, I can walk on my two legs. I don't need a crutch, but yet they're giving us a crutch. Right. And people are going to lean on that crutch. Yeah, guess sure guess yeah. what? Pretty soon, our youth aren't going to even think for themselves. Right. They're going to have the narrow chip in their head, and they're going to let that do the thinking for them. Right. Guess what happens when the day comes and that network goes down and the chip doesn't work? They're going to be blithering idiots because they won't be able to think for themselves because they won't know how. They won't have the neural pathways formed. You know what wires right. together fires together that's right correct, yeah. and they ain't gonna have nothing firing because the chip did it all for them so right. what happens if somebody manages to hack and shut off the chips 
Mm-hmm. These people are, they don't, I don't pe- think people think these things through about how vulnerable they're going to be when right. stuff, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. It'd be awesome to have augmentation. Right? I don't think but, so. <laughs> well, but form. if you had autonomous <laughs> control of it, but the minute you know that it can be hacked and someone else can take control of it, just like, you know, some people think some people have gotten killed because their cars were hacked and driven into a telephone pole or something exploded. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who firmly believe that that's very, very true, that that can and does happen. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. uh, and but we've seen that in movies many, many times, a long time ago, and now it's happening in reality today. So, um, yeah. so I would hope people would watch these things knowing at their core that this is not going to be our future. Don't participate in it mentally. I mean, watch it knowing that this is not our reality. This is just entertainment. Because if you don't find some mental um, separation between the two, mm-hmm. you subconsciously start to accept it. And that's that's what's going to allow it to become reality. And you're going to uh, kind of unconsciously acquiesce to it. And that's exactly what we want to avoid. We want to start to own our true humanity and our, our ability as, as humans to think for ourselves. Yeah, uh, that's something that I value. And and while you're speaking about this topic, it makes me uh, go back in history to these things are always introduced. And I'm, I'm going to use the word again, you used it, romanticized in such a romanticized way. Oh, it'll make your life easier. Oh, it's so convenient. It'll save you time. And it, it it's presented as so innocuous. I remember, I think it was in 91 or 92, I was in college. I was sitting with a friend of mine. He came to visit me in college. So I was in college and a friend of mine came to visit. And he worked for, was it Nokia? I can't remember, like the first company that came out with a cell phone. And it was, uh, I remember he he had one. We were sitting in a bar and we were having a drink and catching up. And Size of a brick. Yeah, it was like a big brick that he pulled out of a briefcase and he had to pull the antenna all the way up. <laughs> when I think about it now, you know, it was, it was cool at the time, but uh, it, uh, it, you know, you, you just watch the evolution from that point to now um, we are so dependent like we would not be able to function in society like our family relationships our dynamics are we wouldn't be able to perform our jobs uh you know there's there's really nothing that you can do now these days if you didn't have a phone and for anybody who thinks that may not be true try to dump your phone for a day or a week and see the complications that happen in your life uh, this and, and they're doing the same thing with AI. It's just, you know, it's like we're doing this this uh, recording right now on Zoom. And we were, you know, as I pull up the menu now, there's all these AI options on the menu, right, for, for all the different things that, you know, AI can do relative to making a recording or having AI write notes of what you talked about when you're doing the recording. And, and it's actually quite impressive to watch. I mean, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, we were actually the four of us, the four homies, uh, Henry and Brian and, and Jan and I, we were talking about this at one point off off air. And 
I think it was Brian, somebody was talking about how, or maybe it was Henry, talking about how amazing it was where he did a recording and he actually had the um, AI write up the notes to the recording. And he said it was the most, you know, organized, easy to read, like beautifully uh, written. And it happened in three seconds. Too, and it right? happened in three seconds. <laughs> so if you think that people are not going to love this, invite this into their home, invite this into their life, invite this into everything they're doing, it's going to happen. It's already happening. So yes. it's something to be aware of and, and really something to think about and talk about now. It's quite a yummy distraction. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Okay, I think I went over a little bit. We're going to head here to a break and we'll be back in just a few moments. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. Loud. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. This is Nicola Burnett coming back from our short break. And Looking for Healing Radio is on five days a week, Monday through Friday. Some of you may know that, some of you may not, so I just wanted to mention that. You can catch Dr. Brian Artis on Mondays, myself, Nicola Burnett, on Tuesdays, Dr. H on Wednesday, and Dr. Jana Schmidt on Thursdays. And on Fridays, you get the whole gang of us. So between my co-hosts and I, you can find a new show every day of the week. And if while you're listening, a question pops into your mind, please feel free to submit your question by going to the nav bar on the Looking for Healing page. We love to hear from you guys, and you guys just send in the best questions. You're a very intelligent audience, I have to say, and I'm not just saying that. So it's actually how we, we perceive it and how we feel. You send in really great questions. Okay, so this is our last segment of our show today. We are sitting here with uh, Rand Porter. Uh, Rand is our ozone guy. <laughs> uh, 1129, 2023, we did a show on the benefits of ozone. Rand was a guest on the show. 
And after that show, he and I got to talking about some things and we started talking about the mental health, physical health, and just, you know, how important mental health is. Uh, suicide rate is just so high. I don't. I think the numbers have never been as high as they are now. Violent crimes. There's all kinds of things. So physical health is great, but we also need to talk about maintaining our mental health. And so we're talking about a lot of the, um, let's see, how should I say, participating in what you choose to view and how that can be quite detrimental uh, with all of the um, media that they put out to our health. And I think that people don't really think about it that way. And while we were on the break, you wanted to, there was a couple other shows that you brought up that you wanted to mention. You said, oh, I forgot to mention this one. I forgot to mention that one. I was like, okay, well, we got another, this is our last segment of this uh, this show. So please jump in, Rand. Well, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the classic, They Live, John Carpenter, 1988. It's the, a movie which had Rowdy Roddy Piper and uh, come to find out there was a, aliens living among us but you couldn't see them unless you put on these special shades and he was trying to get people to put on the shades and see what he could see but when you put them on and you looked around the world everything had other things written on them like the billboards would just say obey magazines would just say procreate and spend money so there is subliminal programming in everything all around us and you could only see it when you put on these special glasses how interesting um, and then meanwhile he started to realize that lots of integrated into the humans walking around. There was these weird aliens that had watches that they could teleport and all sorts of crazy stuff. So, yeah, and that's from 1988. Uh, it's, wow. it's classic vintage 80s type, but it's worth watching. Um, and then, of course, there's Idiocracy, which is a weird movie about how only the stupid people bred and how the world became populated with like idiots and they were running the government and it's, but it's kind of a reverse documentary because most of the smart people are choosing not to have children because they're looking out the window into the surreal world of craziness Yeah, um, in today's world spelled D-A-Z-E today's world. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they just don't want to bring a child into this. And, and realize that they have to homeschool just to, you know, have a normal kid. Yep. So, uh, yeah, idiocracy was in thing. But then there's also things like X-Files and Fringe and maybe even Men in Black who are showing us the hidden stuff that's actually, there's some level of it is actually real. Yeah. A whole well, lot of sci-fi tech is actually real. very real, mm -hmm. but they're just keeping it hidden and keep calling it fiction, you know, like Stargates right. and stuff. Because if, you know, some guy who worked in the project gets drunk in a bar and talks, they're like, oh, you just watch too much sci-fi. You know, yeah. so it's a perfect, and, and a lot of the, the sci-fi movies are made to look very much like the actual real things. So uh, it's, and that's what I've heard from pretty reliable sources. So, um, yeah, it's kind of getting crazy out there. <laughs> getting crazy? I think it's been crazy. And, uh, you know, I am one of those people who in high school looked around at the world and thought, mm -mm, no way, I'm not bringing a kid into this world. Absolutely not. We were just talking about that earlier. So that's a real thing. So let's let's go into a little bit of a different perspective. What... 
do you think or what would you suggest uh, some real practical advice as to what could be done uh, instead of participating in all of this uh, as far as just spending hours and hours of your time just binge watching these, you know, this, this programming, what would be a suggestion you would have? What's something different that people could do? Well, I think people go in a different direction and call something different in instead of supporting all of this. Exactly. Um, we need to, you know, it's all an inside job. So maybe rather than embrace the AI, let's embrace the OI, which is what I call the organic intelligence, your own mind um, and your super consciousness. I actually came up with this cool little kind of self-hypnosis thing that I've been doing for years now, and, and I can't rave about the results enough. Um, and it's very simple. And, and I actually try to talk you through it right now. Um, and it's a way of it's a way of integrating your conscious mind, your subconscious mind, and now the higher end of the subconscious mind, which we now know it to be the super conscious mind, which has access to the morphogenic field of infinite knowledge. And uh and the energy around us, like, you know, um, our aura is actually an extension of our mind. They've proven this with uh, um, meta or, uh, scientific equipment. They can measure your brain waves up to two to three feet away from your head. And that's only because that's as good as the equipment that we have. We're not sure how far our brain waves go. So when you're standing right next to someone, you're standing in their intellect we should embrace that mindset that we can share, we can give, and we can receive, you know, the reciprocity of giving and receiving information. We are organic nodes of a of an organic network, and we need to embrace that and, and utilize that wealth of knowledge that's spread amongst the human race itself. Um, so the the self-hypnosis thing that I did to help that process, to because there's kind of a hard pass between the subconscious mind and um, the conscious mind, like a filter, because they, the scientists believe that we process 20 million bits of information every second in our subconscious mind of, you know, pressure, heat, temperature, everything. But we, you know, we filter all that. And then what gets delivered to our conscious mind for awareness is 20 bits out of 20 million bits. So we have a quantum supercomputer hiding right in our head but <laughs> we never way to think about it we never ask it what you know we never engage it we never you know call upon it yeah we, ne we never embrace it uh so i kind of figured a little sneaky trick out to uh um dramatically loosen that filter between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind and i'm going to talk you through that right now so what you're going to do is close your eyes kind of what I call smile down into your heart um, and put your hand on your heart or both hands on your heart or on your lap, whatever's comfortable for you. But I, I like to put my hand on my heart. Um, and then I say to myself with, with loving grace and intention, I speak to you now, my superconscious, subconscious, and conscious mind. And I ask that you easily and effortlessly share information between each other but especially to my conscious mind whenever it needs it. Thank you. I love you. You do that every day, 
twice a day, you know, but when you wake up in the morning before you get out of bed and at night before you, you know, when you're in bed, before you go to sleep or actually and when you're in the bathroom, looking in the mirror, look yourself in the eye, smile, love yourself, then close your eyes and do that again. I challenge anyone to tell me that their life's not significantly different six months later because you will understand things at a whole other level because your super conscious mind has been, it's like a German shepherd sitting next to you. And the question you have is a tennis ball in your hand, but you don't know enough to throw it because you, the German shepherd's spinning circles waiting for you to throw that question so he can go get the answer and bring it back to you. Mm. And we never bothered to, to actually ask our super consciousness for help. And the minute you actually do with reverence and love for, for your true center soul and for yourself, shift will happen, man. I'm telling you, it, it happens in a big way. And you'll be doing something else a couple of days later. And the question you ask will just drop into your consciousness. And you didn't, you didn't feel like you even did anything. It just drops in and you're like, Oh my God, the answers. And it didn't feel like you did any work to even get it. Cause that's really what, a higher level of intellect is it's basically just understanding how knowledge is a bunch of cosmic threads crossing and you know and overlapping and touching each other when you tug on one it moves a whole bunch of others and you should understand those too and you will if your super consciousness is engaged yeah the level of information that we have access to is staggering but consciously we don't realize that well yeah we need to own that. We need to own the AI. I mean, I'm sorry. We need to own the OI, which is yeah. our organic <laughs> intellect, and and stop leaning on the crutch of the AI because pretty soon that crutch will be kicked out from under us, or it could be. And that's the the and probably will be the serious concern that I have. Yeah. So when I watch this stuff, I only watch it knowing that's not the future that I want to participate in. My super consciousness is very, very uh, on top of that for me. It's helping me know that that's not going to be the future that I want to see. You know, they say, be the change you wish to see. Well, you know, you got to see the change you wish to be before you can be the change you wish to see. You need to truly understand it. And yeah, that, good point. that means having a higher fractal view of it by using your super consciousness to, tr to, to understand the entire thing and not just through the keyhole, which is kind of what most people um, do. They get the quick shot at something, the first blush interpretation that becomes a reality and then it's good enough for them. But um, your brain will never fill up. You can try to learn all your life as much as you possibly can and you would barely even move the needle off E of your gas tank of knowledge. So it's why really people amazing thing when you think about it. laugh and they say, oh, I don't got room in my brain for that. And I just laugh and say, your wish is your command. My brain is <laughs> limitless, mm. just like the movie. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm just constantly enjoying learning. And we need to put put the joy back in learning and stop making it such a chore. And I, that's another thing I'd like to see change in the school system they need to incite learning and thinking um, outside the box and coloring way outside the lines. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think that's going to happen until we kick these morons who control the school system out and uh, take over and set up something different.
but I just want to, we're coming around to that, that time where we have to close the show because, you know, time's up. And I just want to thank you very much. That was really beautiful, what you just went into and what you just shared. It's very, very powerful. As soon as the show's over, I was like frantically writing because you've said, you've shared this with me a couple of times. Well, I'm actually, I'm writing a book about it. Oh. It's a really just, you know, cookbook and you leave a trail of breadcrumbs. So it's very cool, simple exercises so people can really, really start to uh, be superhuman. I mean, we're evolving and uh, <laughs> it's not a bad thing. You know, mm -hmm. we should be demigods by now. We shouldn't have powers. Um, and it's said that we're kind of being, you know, our environment's so toxic and our media is so limiting that we're not embracing the fact that we're supposed to be, you know, spontaneously evolving into the next level of humanity. And it doesn't seem like it's happening, even though if you know where to look, you can see that it really is trying desperately to break out from the uh, chains, yeah, chains, that yeah. that have been put upon us. I mean, it's amazing what these avatars are capable of if you just believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that, and we'll leave it on that note. <laughs> that was that was uh, beautifully spoken and uh, beautifully shared. Thank you so much for that. And as soon as we're done with this show i am gonna write down word for word what it was that you said or i guess i could just go back and listen, like everybody else okay so we are arriving at that time oh wow that was a a different kind of a show that we just did uh i thank you so much rand for uh coming back on and having a very different conversation than the, you know, ozone conversation we had last time. Uh, we said in the beginning, we weren't sure where the show was going to go. And uh, it, was, it was quite interesting and ended on a beautiful note. So thank you for that. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me back. And it was a blast. Good. Good. All right. Well, I thank you for spending the hour with me to everybody out there in the listening audience. I do hope that you're feeling inspired, educated, and hopeful that no matter what you may be dealing with from a health perspective, and that's mental health or physical health, there is always a natural solution that may completely remedy and or significantly improve the issue. This is the message I'm hoping to convey through these discussions of natural healing. And if you'd like to learn more, I invite our listening audience to visit our website at Back to Balance LV. That's LV is in Las Vegas. Back to Balance LV to find out more about what we do at the center here in Las Vegas. Until then, blessings and abundance with your health and your life. This is Nicola Burnett signing off from Looking for Healing Radio.